two, three. Hello and welcome to the Wet Bandits podcast. We are on a tight schedule because it's Thanksgiving weekend, people. So we're trying to get the fudge out of here, all right? Um, So real quick, this is what we do. My name's Wheezy. This is... Slammy B. That's right. And we host the Wet Bandits podcast. The Wet Bandits are a 90s cover band. Uh, We rock all over Ohio. And if they're paying, we're playing. So we'll play anywhere. Uh, no one has offered us our $10,000 asking price to play outside of the state yet. Uh, we On this podcast, we do discographies from 90s bands. We like to look at their catalog from beginning to end and see how they change and see how that changes our perspective on the releases, specific, usually our perspective uh, of the newer releases in relation to the releases that came out when we fell in love with them. Uh, and you're in for a treat because I think sometimes the most exciting episode is the last one. So today's episode is going to be on The Getaway, the most recent release from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, we have a couple housekeeping things, housekeeping things to do first, though. One, subscribe. Subscribe. If there's one thing I want to sit around the table with my family and give thanks for, it's that we have... A thousand new subscribers, so that better that better happen. Well, actually, this will come out after Thanksgiving, so I'll give thanks in advance. That's like my down payment on you subscribing now, and then don't forget also to rate and review. Reviews are fun. I haven't checked for reviews lately, but I swear to God, I'll read them if you write them. Dude, that Thanksgiving thing was such like a Jables thing to say. <laughs> Good. That's a, that is an honor right yeah. there. Um, yeah, not so, Jack Black, Jables, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, I do, I know we don't want to waste time, but I do think we have to address something. We made some sounds before, like while the intro music was playing, that will come up on the podcast. I hit my hand on this, which reminded me, did you see the video of the guy on it? Was I think MSNBC who's doing the interview and he farted? No, oh, yeah, it was viral, viral video on the Twitters, but it turns out that what you were actually hearing it was chris matthews it was that he wasn't the guy who supposedly farted he was interviewing him on on location and you're watching the one guy and there's a pause and you hear and you're like oh man he farted and people would people released like infrared videos supposedly and you see like a cloud (laughs) raise up behind him Uh, actually when i saw the infrared video i was like that can't be real that's too much I mean, I don't know what a fart looks like on an infrared camera, but uh-huh. I was, that was when I really became skeptical. And then it, it turns out, whether they were covering this guy's ass, <laughs> get it, <laughs> covering, <But> the, <laughs> covering this guy's ass or not, um, what you were hearing was a cell phone vibrate in the other studio the, on the table, oh. which when you listen to it, you're like, mm, I could see that. Because... Mm. I mean, this fart was so loud. It would be like they had to have a mic near on his neck and also a mic on his butt. That's how clear the the fart was. So, uh, yeah. So that's what we just did with the rap on the table. Oh boy, the day is June seventeenth, twenty sixteen. That is the release date for the getaway, the Red Hot Chili Peppers' most recent release. On that day, the number one song in on the Billboard whatever's charts, uh, top 200 was One Dance by Drake featuring Wizkid and Kyla. I have no idea who those two are. Neither do I. Well, that makes me feel better because you're at least with the, you know, you're still young. You yeah. Know, it makes me feel a little better that, I mean, I think I've heard of Wizkid or maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't feel that dumb. Number one mainstream rock song that day, ironically, is called Country Song by Seether. Do you know that song? I think so. I think I do, too. I think I'd know it if I heard is it. Is that the song? that's like, can't stand on the bug of doo-doo. I don't know. And it goes, do 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 
Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I actually, uh, I have Seether's, I don't know which album it is. I have the one with Remedy on it because I, I liked know. Remedy. Yeah. Dun, 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 oh, dun, I know that song. Um, so they're like new metal, but I, I kind of liked, I liked some of the stuff they yeah. did. Um, but I'm not like a Seether fan and I do not know country songs. Dude, don't lie. You have a Seether tattoo. I'm not lying. I don't have a Seether tattoo, <laughs> but now that you bring it up, bro, Thanks do lot. you lie? <laughs> this is our new bit on the podcast. You weaved that in there masterfully. I don't know if that I really was on didn't purpose. mean to. I, I could tell you didn't, but it worked perfectly. So we're going to hold off on the number one album from that day and go straight to, do you lie? <laughs> Dude, do you lie? I mean, it's the holidays. Do you, it seems like the time for, you know, Making amends for things. Dude, nothing's like eating that Thanksgiving pudding. You're like, mmm. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> and in your head, you're like, tastes like shit. Just like, help me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is, you actually brought this up to me. Do you tell tell me? Your premise for Do You Lie? Well, it's the holidays, you know? So, yeah. like, let's make Do You Lie um, holiday, like, themed. Yeah, so <laughs> what know? are you lying about on Thanksgiving? Yeah. You're lying about <laughs> this shitty food you're eating that's supposed it's to like, be good. Well, well hey, when are you going to bring yourself a girlfriend? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so many lies. So many lies to be told. Yeah. Have you ever done the girlfriend lie? Uh, No, no. Yeah, I haven't either. My family is... I just know that's popular. For or like, sure. For like significant others, you know? Yeah. Um, the My, my family is kind of one of those... I, I label them this way. They're friendly people, mm-hmm. but I, I always felt like I wasn't supposed to bring people to holiday dinners. So even if I had a girlfriend... Yeah, same. It, it's like kind of like... It's been this way for literally like 20 years, you know? Uh-huh. Like... I kind of feel weird bringing someone, but I don't, you know. Yeah. So the thing I lie about most, I mean, I I don't lie that much on Thanksgiving. In fact, I'm kind of weird. Like, I like my turkey dry, Mm -hmm. and that's usually the complaint people have. So, like, I rarely have to be like, oh, I don't like this turkey. Like, I usually do, and I don't eat shit I don't like. It's them lying to me. Like, oh, this cranberry sauce is good. Really? (laughs) Really, cranberry sauce out of like a like yeah out of a can yeah like no you gotta like do the little like yeah a little <laughs> tap tap yeah. taparoo um and then my grandma makes raspberry jam that like everyone loves apparently but do not no mm-hmm. no I like my I like my fruit stuff usually as fruit? artificial as possible <laughs> low hanging fruit um. <laughs> Like so, I don't like it when my spreads have like seeds and pulp in it. You know, I got gotcha. you. I want my spreads to be translucent <laughs> and you know just like Jello, basic spreadable uh-huh. Jello. That's what yeah. I want in a. So I want jelly. I don't want jam. And uh, I don't think I've even tried my grandma's raspberry <laughs> jam. I'm I'm that grandson. I'm that grandson. I also kind of like made fun of my grandma a couple of thanksgivings ago because she does make a good pie mm-hmm. and she made this pecan pie and my mm, grandma yeah. can be i hope she's not listening to this i don't think grandma knows what a podcast is but uh if grandma grandma made this pecan pie and like i said she can be a little dramatic and it was a little underdone and she said oh no i can't serve this i won't you don't eat i won't serve this and i was like Oh, no, we can't eat the pie, Grandma. We can't eat. serve the pie. We're going to eat it. Give me a piece right now. <laughs> That's I, and I didn't want it. I just thought it was a little, uh, again, dramatic mm-hmm. to be like, I can't serve this. It was just a little goopy. Yeah. It's not like anything in it was going to be like unhealthy for you to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was my Thanksgiving where I made fun of Grandma to her face. <laughs> Dude. That's hardcore. Dude. I know you would not. <laughs> you can't live hard. What is it? Something about hardcore. Unless you live hardcore. Yeah. 
in the legend of the rent was way hardcore okay the number one album on june 17th 2016 was <laughs> views by drake um yeah people like drake yeah you know i mean i'm not anti-drake but not a huge drake fan i don't listen to it i Are said that like i don't listen to <laughs> that <laughs> hey we don't we don't and frankly i probably never will yeah um we're done with Do You Lie, so let's get straight to it. How, let's get to the getaway. How do you think that bit was, the Do You Lie? No, it was great, and then I made it go too long. And that's what <laughs> If we had a producer, we, they could cut that out. Produce. Yeah, we'd be like, hey, uh, Rodney, cut that part out. And uh, the beginning part, double it. That's what we would do. But we don't have that, uh, so we're not going to. Dude, what if it's like gets to that point where it's like, hey, Rodney, did you cut that out? He's like, yeah. I was like... Do you, Do you lie? lie? <laughs> and then we'll just... we'll fire your ass, Rodney. <laughs> or are we lying? Uh, yeah. Okay. So if your name is Rodney and you have you had aspirations to uh, produce a podcast for literally zero cents an hour, um, give us a uh, hit us up on Facebook. What band it's band? Yeah. Uh, the Getaway is the album where. Uh, Covering today, and the first song from the getaway is <gasps> the, the getaway. getaway. Quick pause: Is that a mouth, or is that a sample at the beginning? I think it's a sample. It sounds like a mouth. I know, a danger mouth. But don't. turn it down a little bit here for copyright reasons <laughs> but uh I, the bad joke i made about danger mouth was that this is the red hot chili peppers first departure from rick rubin since blood sugar sex magic so new producer it it was a it was a friendly uh friendly departure and, and i what i read wasn't so much that uh they wanted to go away from Rick Rubin, but like the timing, Flea broke his arm while they were getting ready to record this, and that made the timing not fall into place correct mm. correctly. Um, they had an album ready to record. Uh, they once they brought Danger Mouse on board, they ended up scrapping all those songs oh, and rewriting really? the whole album, and this is what they did. Huh? Turning this up a little bit for the chorus. So, there's not too much more to this song, right? No, there's that bridge part. I think that's about it. Yeah. But, I think in some... It's a good way to kick off this album. It does kind of encapsulate what they're going for like here, right? Like that spacey kind yeah. of... It's a little like R&B. Yeah. You know, like kind of just basic groove. Yep. It's a little hip-hop-ier R&B, yeah. and, and it is like... Uh, more ambient uh-huh. sounds yep. um so almost like dance music kind of like yeah. low-key dance music sort of not That's, rock yeah 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 not not really rocking there's a couple songs near the end mm-hmm. um but it's definitely uh different it's you know what we said that uh by the way was the experimental one and then um uh, i also felt like um i also felt like i'm with you was even a little experimental though that could have been just like the new player yeah um and i think uplift mofo party plan was also kind of experimental it was it was that's a weird one too um anyway so that's the getaway uh the second song is the first single i believe it's the first single this is dark necessities Mm -hmm. yeah i remember when this came out i don't at all but here it is
that's the intro. All that piano, that that beat, even the bass part yeah. is really like it's not like funky. It's more like R and B leanings. This album is like really like um like I'm gonna use the terms wet and dry, you know, like wet for yeah. like super produced, but dry for like uh not produced. Like it's really like just dry you know there's not a lot of like yeah it's like both you know you got kind of like this electronic percussion stuff yep. but then like the drums man i mean that i'm with you is like total arena rock mix yeah and this is completely different yeah i will even use the wet and dry a different way is that a lot of songs including this one listen to this for a bit Now, there, it's escaping me right now, but wet and dry often refers to like the reverb that people mm. put on vocals, and the the instruments on this album are very wet. There's they sound you're sounding like you're in a big like performance hall, lots of reverb, but the vocals hardly have any. Mm. Now that this chorus in this song kind of sounds a little bit wetter because there's uh, harmonies. Like yeah. harmony vocals make it give it a reverb effect, but there's another song on here. We'll I'll point it out when we get to it because I can't think of it on the spot. But um, where it's like really like reverby and all the instruments, and he is so dry. Mm. And it's just Anthony Kiedis's single vocal track. Um, so yeah, it's in both ways. It's it's wet and dry. Um, this is a good single. I think this is my favorite on yeah. here. Um, and I'm. I'm free to, I feel free to say that right off the bat because it's not one of my cover cut hidden gems because I wouldn't want to cover it even though I think this is my favorite. Of yeah. All of them. Um, I, I like this drum part right here. Oh. I mean, if you listen to the bass drum, there's like no like punch. Yeah. The. So Chad Smith, I, I guess, it. showed up at um, Danger Mouse's studio. Yeah. That, that's his name, right? Danger? Yeah, yeah. All right. And uh, he just completely used all of his stuff. Like, didn't even bring in any of his drums or oh. like, stuff like that. So that's like a cool appro yeah. approach, you know? Something completely different. Right. So I thought that was cool. That is cool. Um, yeah, that bass drum just sounds like air is moving. Yeah. It doesn't have uh -huh. any, like, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but it sounds. It, I, actually, I'm not that. Into I like it, that. But it's. <laughs> um, I know you. It's I old school, super like Led Zeppelin. Okay. Because I mean, like Led Led Zeppelin's drum mix isn't like super produced. You know, you really get that yeah. acoustic sound of the drums. Yeah. Um. All right, number three is We Turn Red. This is more not. Doesn't sound like it's just moving air. This song sounds like that Gavin DeGraw song. I'm not sure. Everywhere I turn. I have no idea. I don't want to be anything other oh, okay, than what yeah. I've been I know trying that. to be lately. Just the guitar riff. Did but, you nail that, dude? Eh, kind of. I mean, I like <laughs> knew what it was. Good. Well, hopefully when people go... Don't go back and listen. Don't rewind because then you'll catch like where I go off key. Um... But this is the only time they do that guitar riff. It never comes back in this song, I don't think. Oh, really? Yeah, because they, they turn it to this. Uh, and the chorus is kind of weird. Yeah. This album, to me, is like... I'm not going to say it's better or worse, but it is like... It's a... It's like they did Freaky Styly as their second album, and then 30 years later, later they were like, let's try to make Freaky Styly yeah. again. Like so, that sort of... P funkish, yeah. Feel, I guess. So, like, I like this album because it's just its own thing, man. And I don't put it in like the experimental mental ca category because, like, by the way, it's still that Chili Peppers sound, mm -hmm. but it's like they're trying to like alter it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this is completely different. Like, this is a different band. Yeah. Almost. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I see what you mean. Um, it's very like it you know the few things that like uh wikipedia gives you like it's pretty 
critically acclaimed. Like, that, like by other musicians and stuff like that. Yeah. Even the, even the like, a lot of the, um, you know, music review sites and magazines or whatever. Hmm. Um, you know, some of Rolling Stone only gave it three and a half stars, and, but like, you know, All Music gave it four. The Independent gave it four. Um, Classic Rock gave it four. So like, I don't know. It's pretty. It's better than I expected before I started listening. You know, like, yeah. I, I always expect bands that are like, no offense to the Chili Peppers, but bands that are kind of on their last legs, I expect most of their efforts to be CC plus. Mm-hmm. And they got some CC pluses too, but like, a lot of people think this is pretty. I like it. It stands alone as its own thing that's yeah. worth worth listening to. So, um, The Longest Wave is fourth. I think this is the one I was referring to because this this is like a perfect number four song. It's like the soaring ballad. Yeah, with the build. Mm-hmm. Throw me all around like a boomerang sky. I mean, like this. I always go back to the drums, but like, there's yeah. no like crash in the hi hats. You know, it's just like tight. Right. Know? Do you like that because it's different, or do you like it because you like it? Yeah, I like it because I like it. Really? Like, um, you know, just different style of playing. Yeah. Um, I want to get to the chorus so we can, so I can tell people or show people what I was talking about earlier. So you got this really spacey, like reverby synth or whatever it is. I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. Should have time stamped this. Here it comes. That's exactly the part I was talking about. The guitars and the synth or whatever, that's like as wet as you get. Like, mm. what, what happens when you put all that re- get wet? <laughs> uh, when you put all that reverb on there is you lose all the attack. So, like, it's almost like they pluck the string and there's no there's Splash. no yeah there's no differentiating between when the where the last note ended and where this one begins other than you hear the change in tone and then you get this really big like hall effect mm-hmm. um, and his voice is completely dry there's like no effect on it which is I prefer that kind of sound um, a lot of bands got away from the reverby vocals when they got to the 90s that was more of an 80s thing and they've come back in like indie music indie music really likes to do heavy reverb on the vocals which i think sounds cool too but when you're doing something like this i prefer this way mm-hmm. um, you do got anything else about this one no uh just again like back to the whole album like do you ever have like those albums where once you listen to it, you can know where you were at that point. Like, oh yeah, you know. So not not a lot, but yes. I was like in my first job after college, just driving around and like, you know, that's what this is. This is where that album takes me. Okay, you know, just, dude, th- those kind of I really like and miss some of those albums. For me, that's like the Weezer Blue album, Throwing Copper from Live. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot, but but uh, those are the first one that comes to mind. Um, the next song is the fourth single from this album. This is Goodbye Angels. Suicide a month before I met you. Deep regrets I never could forget you. Somehow you made your way to my decade. Ayo, 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 my girl. In the sun, I see you with your guard down. Number one, you're moving to a hard town. Do not dismiss the promise that you made me. Ayo, 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 my time. Overkill, you took another red pill. On the sheet is a- took another red pill. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> um... <laughs> What about Goodbye Angels? I like it. Do you? It's like a build the whole song. We'll yeah. definitely have to go um, fast forward it a little bit. Okay, I'll fast forward. Part. Did I go too far? Um, I don't think so. I think there's. Uh, you could probably go a little bit further. Babe, I know love is a funny thing. 
it with Ayo, 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 my back. You don't want to talk about funny I don't. All right, right, you. sorry. When I cried, it was because I came to you by the one I want to know. Chad Smith is just yeah. like doing the hi hat and snare thing. He's not going like crazy like yeah. on anything else, you know. But um, the he said is like a funny thing. Uh huh. And he says that in another song, like I think it's uh, I like dirt. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I uh, I had forgotten about the end of this song. That that bass part at the end of that, I don't know why. I think it's like the style of playing because it's not really the notes, but it reminds me of. Why I like um, "Knock Me Down" so much from Mother's Milk, oh. like I, you know, the slapping on the octaves or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, like I said, it, it. Uh, I don't know why it reminds me of that because it's not very similar, other than the style a little bit. But, um, but that is the cool part of the song. The rest of the song is kind of a dud for me. Um, but you know, sometimes the build is worth, yeah, you know, the journey. Uh, Sick Love was also a single. This was the third single. What's that? <laughs> yeah, that's the Red Hot Chili Peppers drinking game. Any anytime Anthony Kiedis says a state or a name, you got a drink. Or and. <laughs> or and at the end of a line. And. See, I like this stuff too. This song's okay. Um, the uh, shoot, I always lose tra- when the song is playing. I can't think about what I just wanted to say, but. This song just, the melody sounds like another song. And I've listened to it so many times I can't put my finger on it. Oh, yeah. Like, specifically that part sounds like another famous song. And I know that shouldn't bother me, but it it does. I can't get over it. Had to rearrange my my pop shield. That's not what this is called, but that's what I'm going to call it. Yeah, dude, that's a good name. Pop shield. Pop shield. Um... Yeah, I um. You like sick love? It's all right. All right. Nice cruising music, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the I think the real like, do you like this stuff or not? Is <laughs> is go is defined by Go Robot, which is the second single from the album. Did I already do the second one? Yeah, this is the second single. This is Go Robot. I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. Bases? I think so. When they play I think live, you're right. they play with two bases. Like a dude brings a bass on stage. Yeah. Um, if you watch us on YouTube, you saw me do a silly robot dance. Um, this mastered. sounds like Daft Punk. Oh yeah. Like, Good call. Like unapologetically, it sounds and like Daft Punk. There's another song off the last album that's kind of like this too. Yeah. Can't what, remember what. Which one is that? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Want me to look up the track list for you? I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter that much. You can look it up. Um, I am okay with this song. I don't love it. Yeah, I don't love it either. It's, um, it's a good thing they got the melody and the bass line right. Because it could have been really bad. You know? Like this guitar part and the drum beat, like... If you don't have the right melody to go with this, it could have been really cheese ball. It's case in point. Have you listened to Oh Factory of Faith? Factory of Faith. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, have you listened to Chris Cornell's solo album Scream? No, but I like 
I've seen like his live performances. Yeah, it's pr- it was produced by Timbaland when Timbaland was like, oh, he can't make a not hit. Uh-huh. Well, Chris Cornell's scream was not a hit, and it it's basically like this is not an insult to Britney Spears. I love Britney Spears, but like it was like take Britney Spears songs and let Chris Cornell sing them, and it was just like dog shit. Yeah, it was so bad. And, and it wasn't because Chris Cornell's bad mm-hmm. or because Timbaland's bad. It's because what they did was they tried to do something like this that sounds totally different, but they didn't have the melodies right. And they didn't, ha- it was all like, felt kind of half-assed. And like, what you get is like half-baked, bad pop music. Yeah. yeah. Like bad pop music. Um, I know it's not good to speak ill of the dead, but I mean, Chris Cornell, like, Maybe it wasn't his fault, but that album was a complete It's whiff. like, dude, you rock hard, dude. Yeah, why are you... Like, sometimes you don't need to try yeah, like the everything. Chi- like, for this example, the Chili Peppers, like, they already have some of this, like, in their blood. Sure. You, like, you know, so they can yep. make it work. But, like, don't, like... Yeah. Turn one way, you know, whatever. Yep. yep. Uh, Feasting on the Flowers is the next song. I like this one. I think I think this album rocks a little harder near the end. Oh yeah. Starting here. Not that this one is like a banger. I was walking through the streets, I could not hear my best friend call. He was feeling incomplete, about to take his final fall. Say that one more time for the people. I, re- I really like the sound of the drums. Yeah. I like big drums. I yeah. got it. I mean, I know you're the drummer. You know, but I just like my drums huge. I like my drums <laughs> like my private parts. <laughs> huge. Good little melody with the, with the chorus, though. Need any more of this? Nope. Detroit comes next. Ooh, yeah. I like Detroit, too. Yeah. So is he... I'll talk later. Uh, no, I want to say something now. What were you going to say? So is he, like, just going up a half step, like, playing a fret, then going up the next fret, and going back to the... Or is it the same note? I think it's the same. I think those are octaves. Oh, yeah. I didn't try to play it. That really helps. Because <laughs> I think like he goes over one note. No, no. I th- this is what I was going to say, too. Okay. Is I Remember on one episode, we were talking about how Tom Morello will sometimes hit a string so hard it goes out of tune? Oh. That's what I think you're hearing. I think he hits the That's like sweet, open man. E sa- string so hard that it goes out of tune. But right here. Yeah, that second that second low one don't don't yeah. don't don't the second one is definitely a little bit sharp. Here it comes. Yeah. So it's definitely a little out of tune. I mean, he could have just if he if that's not an open string, he could have just been fretting it too hard and that drew it sharp. Um, anyway, I love that. Like, yeah, it's good because like that's what makes like an al- a good album a good album. Yeah, is like minor details, you know, like yeah. Even if it's not on purpose, mm-hmm. um, what it does do is make it very clear that this album is not as Eddie Van Halen. I've probably said this before, but Eddie Van Halen used to complain about the production of new albums, like where they would over um, over fix things you know with pro tools and other programs that allow you to get things in tune without actually playing them and like fixing wrong notes and like copying and pasting vocal lines from spot to spot and Eddie Van Halen say you know you get it so asshole tight that like it's not music anymore yeah and that like when you do stuff like that it's greasy yeah and, that, and that's good yeah sometimes uh you know, got anything else on Detroit? No, that no. opening riff sells that song. For it me. does, yeah. And then this Ticonderoga is the next one. Another kind of Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, 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 that nailed it. Definitely. 
Yeah, like that guitar tone is very like mm-hmm. Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. It's a cool song too. Yeah. Anything else? Good melody. You know, yeah. Like, kind of like the dry vocals on what you're saying. Yeah, for like sure. Wet. Mm-hmm. Oh, Queens of Stone Age. Yeah, and actually those went, those really work in this song too. I'm going to actually rewind it just in case people, listeners couldn't hear what we were talking about. The guitar does some... Let's do a little more instruction here. That there's um when a guitar player plays uh it's usually during like some sort of solo or lead part but when they play two parts two strings at once um typically in this manner it's called a double stop where they're bending one string and holding another one and what's happening is they're bending one string to meet the same note as the other string they're playing and it what it gives it is this like kind of sick like nauseous sound um whether you do it fast or slow um and that's what he's doing here did i miss it i think so i didn't go back far far. enough like somewhere in, it'd be like the second verse. There we go. There they were. There they were. Um, hey man, I feel terrible. What's the new guitar player's name? Uh, Josh Klinghoffer, I think. Klingenhofer? Yeah, Klinghoffer? So, okay. Because yeah. um, I kept saying he. So I'm going (laughs) to actually refer to him as Josh here. Um, The next song is Encore, which makes you think it's the last one, but no. We've got two more after this. Oh, I like this one. Yeah, it's a good start. This is kind of like shorter. It's 414, Um, actually. Yeah, never mind. I like this one, too. like this song it hasn't been in like a movie yet in a movie yeah it does seem like you know it belongs I mean? in a movie like yeah. someone's like looking or just like head leaning against yeah. the window in the passenger <laughs> seat of the car like staring probably on their way to rehab or something something like that or they just had a bad breakup yeah oh man anyway i fell asleep in my hand there um the next song is The Hunter. Lots of real piano here. Woke up this morning like I always do. Still like to think that I'm new. What do you think of The Hunter? Uh, It might be my favorite song. Really? Yeah. I like it too, even though it's kind of like, I don't know. Like, I like how he like says like strawberries left to decay. Yeah. I mean, that just like fits the song. Yeah. Because it's like weird. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. No, this song's good. strawberries on top. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Um, it's not usually the kind of song that I'm like into and I don't like love it, but it's not my least favorite on here, even though it is kind of like, I don't have a lot to say about it. Yeah. It's kind of a good I song. I like it. Yeah. Um, last one. It always seems like this is the kind of title that Red Hot Chili Peppers used for the last song on their album. This is Dreams of a Samurai. Oh yeah. I mean, let's just fast forward to the part that I live for. Too young to be my Ooh, wife. The drums, A peaceful storm is never hectic. A mellow voice that I could be within. The uniform is anorexic. A jealous... Every time he says the uniform is anorexic, I'm like, 
I'm expecting him to say the uniform is an erection. Just won't So a couple really, I didn't mean to hard pause, a couple really important things happened here. One, one, uh, we had that part that I live for, like heavy, like, I think it's probably a, sounds like a talk box mixed oh. with, mixed with a wah pedal or something. Very similar. Oh, this dude, this is like, I swear to God, this is not planned. Okay, uh-huh. but what it sounds a lot like is the talk box slash wah pedal that uh, Tim Comerford uses on later uh, Rage Against the Machine albums, like "Calm Like a Bomb," oh, like yeah. wah wah uh-huh. wah, like you just get that big fat like change in tone, yeah. and it kind of sounds like literally the, the instrument is saying like wah wah uh-huh. wah. At the same time, Iron Man's playing on mute over here. So if you're watching us on TV during the song, sometimes looking over there. <laughs> I did not know this. Tom Morello is in Iron Man for a second. Oh, Tom I Morello didn't know that. from Rage Against the Machine Whoa, is in Iron dude. Man. He's one of these like he's one of the uh, Middle Eastern people who captures him, and he gets blown away. But I look over and I'm like, oh my god, I think that's Tom Morello. Quick Google search, sure enough, it's Tom Morello in Iron Man. Oh, that's so, funny. Yeah, so. Uh, the reference it it really fit in nicely with where this movie was playing for. Yeah, us. dude. Um, what are the chances, dude? It's like one in a billion. It's a Thanksgiving miracle, and that's that. That's yeah. the album. <laughs> All right. Um, I feel kind of the same way, and this is um, this is the same problem that I had with Fear Inoculum a little bit. Not that this one is quite as like much to digest Uh but you know it's a lot of albums to cover in 11 weeks and you want to do give all of them your due diligence and i listened to this one quite a few times but i still feel like i kind of don't get it not that it's like over my head but like i just um and i don't dislike it even it's just like i can't tell what i make of it no no i completely understand that i mean for example, Fear Inoculum, that took a while to, like, get, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. you just really have to listen to albums. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what makes, like, um, like an album, like, a long-lasting album that kind of takes, you know, more than a few listens to, you know, to understand or to like. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Because I feel that way about this one, you know? Yeah. Like, it'll somewhat be in my rotation yeah you know so yep um yeah i'm glad you put it that way I'll, i'm gonna come back to that but now since we're done with the album it's time for cover cut hidden gem um so if you were gonna cover one of these with the wet bandits what what song would you cover Detroit. Me too. Yeah <laughs> yep it, it sounds like the kind of thing we could get away with uh-huh. the riff is cool it rocks hard enough that we could do it. And the other tunes are like kind of yeah. R&B dancey. Not that we can't do that, but um, that Detroit would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, we could do that one. Uh, what would you cut? You have to think about it. I'll tell you what I'd cut. Yeah, go back to the list, yo. Uh, I would cut... I would cut Goodbye Angels, which was the single. That's the one that you had me fast forward to the bass part at the yeah. end because it's a nice little build. The problem for me is that it's it's just – I kind of hinted at it at the time. The journey is not enjoy, enjoyable enough for me to to make the payoff worth it. Yeah. You know, So I'm not really into Goodbye Angels. My – Mine might be the longest wave. Yeah, that might be my second choice, actually. Um, I definitely like, I think, the second half better, even though I like Dark Necessities a lot, and I'm fine with the getaway. I really like Detroit and Feasting on Flowers and this Ticonderoga, Mm -hmm. and uh, so I'm really into those. And 
even even my hidden gem on here is is uh dreams of a samurai so like the last song um although i could have picked detroit also to be honest i kind of picked Detroit was the one of those that we could cover. Yeah. You know, it was going to be one of Detroit or Dreams of a Samurai for Hidden Gem, and I knew that we could cover Detroit, so that's the one I picked for a cover. Um, Plus, I don't think any songs on this album would really be, like, successful cover no. material. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely not. Um, yeah. What would you... What, what's your Hidden Gem? Uh, probably, now that we're listening to it, uh, probably, like, The Hunter Man. Yeah. That's, if it's your favorite song on here... That's a good one. Yeah, it's got to be Hidden Gem. Dude. All right, this is... I've been so excited for this, okay? Because uh, now that we're at the end, it's time to run down from 1 to 11. Or should we go up? So I, I wondered about that. I think we should go down. Okay. And here's why. Because when you go up... When you go from 11 to 1, yeah, it seems like maybe we're like building up to something exciting, but like people will be looking for you know, listen, we don't want listeners like trying to anticipate too much what's coming. Yeah. Like what are they going to put at number 1 and then the others will go by whereas you'll like hear these as they come. I think it's easier to digest from 1 to 11. Yeah. I so agree. uh do you want to read your list first or do you want me to read my list first? Let's you said a, your th- you think yours is going to be a little like crazy, right? Yeah. Well, I thought it was well not crazy, but I kind of went at it like objectively in a sense. Yeah. So that, uh, but how do you mean objectively? Like, you know, obviously the most popular ones are going to be on top for me. Oh. You know, not trying to be cliche. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Music can't be really objective, but yeah, I get what you're saying though. In, that, that's the if you were gonna do it objectively, that would be the way to yeah. do it. Is the popular ones, but you know, on the other other side, but uh, like like a lot of the most popular albums, like really like are kind of like brought me to like love Chad Smith and his playing, right? You know, so yep. that's why they're up there too. Okay, so you want to go first? Or you yeah. want me to go first? Yeah, I'll go. Okay, it's number one. I got the stadium to Arcadium. Mm-hmm. Then I got Californication. Okay. And I got Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Okay. Because those three albums are just like a lot of memories and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the drums. Then I got the first album. Oh, nice. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Because I, I just think like that album being their debut album is like balls, man. Yeah. You know, they're like, we're the fucking... Red Hot Chilies, dude. Or as they called themselves, the Red Hots. Yeah, yeah. So I think they got guts for that. I give you guts for giving that fourth. Yeah. And then the getaway. Oh, wow. Okay. And then, This is crazy. That it, it's just like its own thing. You know, these guys are like 50. You know, they're still going at it, man. Yeah. So um, then I got Mother's Milk. All right. And I got Uplift. Okay. Then One Hot Minute. All right. Then, by the way. Okay. We're on number 10 here. Freaky Styling. All right. And then the one that I didn't think would be last is I'm With You. All right. Because, like, when we were listening to it, you know, the other couple weeks ago, I was like, you know what? Like, half of this album is good, but the other half is just like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) it's kind of hard to finish. Yeah. Um, that's my list, dude. That's good. The only one we had exactly the same, I think, was we both had, uh, by the way, ninth. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's mine. Number one, Mother's Milk. Oh. Uh, couldn't, uh, I re-listened to all of these on some level over the last three weeks, and Mother's Milk is like the one that, oh, I should say this beforehand. You said you kind of did this subjectively, and I did this the opposite well, this is about as subjective as possible yeah and yeah. what i mean is there it's hard to argue against blood sugar sex magic uh-huh. for its impact for the strength of its singles for its i guess cultural significance you could say like bringing the chili peppers to the heights of their fame um but for me and i know that part of this is just overexposure for me but like give it away does nothing for me now mm-hmm. under the bridge 
does very little for me now. And that's just overexposure. So what this is, is more of a time capsule. Like this is where I am right now. Mm -hmm. If I have these sitting in front of me, what 11 am I going to pick? And and along with that, what do I think are the best? You know, and I can be, try to be a little objective there and be like, the songwriting is better in this Mm -hmm. one or that one. But so with that in mind, Mother's Milk, number one, Stadium Arcadium, number two, one hot minute number three i just love one hot minute yeah i can't no, deny yeah. and I, you know i like rock it's that, cool man that's one of their more rocking albums um californications four uplift mofo party plan five look i love it the re-listen for uplift mofo party plan was almost as enjoyable as mother's milk uh blood sugar sex magic six i'm with you seven the getaway eight that it was really hard for me to pick between I'm with you and the getaway. Yeah. Which one I liked better. But in the end, again, maybe falling back on my stadium rock, uh, leanings. Like I, I kind of went with I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, ninth red hot chili peppers, 10th as we get to the end, freaky style, 11th, obviously as we get to the end, it's kind of like, I feel bad putting those at the end. Cause they're none of these. I dislike. Yeah. For like, with the ex- Freaky Styley is a tough listen. Yeah, you know, there's a couple, there's a couple songs on Freaky Styley that I'm like, nah, like I don't dig it. But, uh, but Jungle Man rules. Yeah, <laughs> Jungle Man rules. Um, Hollywood is good. Um, Myrtle the tur or Yurtle the turtle. That's why I had to put it ten, man. Yeah. Myrtle. I was like. Did Myrtle the turtle or Yurtle the turtle? Right? Yurtle the turtle. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was yeah. Like, very I, strong. Yeah. Um, then a couple, a couple others I can't think of off the top of my, but that's good. And even the self-titled, like I, I love, uh, true men don't kill coyotes. Yeah. And I, I love, um, green heaven. I like the last song that they do. That's the instrumental, oh. uh, uh, Grandpappy do plenty. So like, there's something to listen to in all of these. Yeah, like um, I really thought going into this that those three would be my the first three would be my last three. Yeah, you know, but um, but yeah, like I'm with you has been an album I always liked, but in its entirety, you know, and like the approach, yeah. you know, but whatever. Yep. Um, and then one thing that I almost forgot to put in to this episode, we started this series with the red hot chili peppers with a question who's the mvp of the red hot chili peppers um which is kind of a i like to ask that question of a lot of bands but for the red hot chili peppers i think it's even more pertinent because of how much they've evolved and how long they've been around and um, maybe this is the same question we'll end up asking of all these bands but for right now we're asking Who's the MVP of the Red Hot Chili Peppers? And you can pick you can pick Cliff Martinez if you want. The uh, is that the original guitar? Ed, I don't remember the first guitar player who only lasted one album, or you can pick Flea who lasts yeah. all of them. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. All right, my MVP. I was leaning John Frusciante for most of the miniseries until I wrote my list and i wrote my list i'm like mother's milk for shanti's first album like no brainer stadium arcadium another for shanti classic one hot minute which i love and is dave navarro and for me this doesn't mean i like dave navarro better because Mm -hmm. i don't and i'm not sure i'd even like the chili peppers as much if all their albums were variations on one hot minute but what it kind of said to me was that i can i can still like the chili peppers without john frusciante yeah and i think and maybe that's the you know that one hot minute wasn't as popular and so maybe i i should be looking at it how other people would perceive the chili peppers and certainly they're more popular with frusciante than they have been with any other guitar player but for me that tipped the scales towards Anthony Kiedis. And here's Mm. why. I don't even really like Anthony Kiedis that much. I make fun of him a lot. Um, But I think he, even more than Flea, is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, his vocal style. The way he, like, kind of raps like a baby. 
Yeah. Like, take me to the, like, <laughs> take me to the river that, or whatever. Like, he doesn't enunciate well. He, he, he has a, like a weird lisp that's mm-hmm. really recognizable. Um, he, he just like has his own thing that is really the Red Hot Chili Peppers sound outside of what Flea and the other guys can do. Like they all contribute, but the, the one constant, even more so than Flea's playing style, I think, is Anthony Kiedis. Yeah. So and I, I think Anthony Kiedis is my MVP. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Who you got? Dude, I was just... I think it's John Frusciante, man. Obviously, he was my yeah. second choice. Yeah. I can't really disagree. I mean, it's just like... You can tell the band misses him. You can tell that, like, together, at, you know, their live performances, which I watch a lot of. You yeah. Know, they're just, like, tight as hell, you know? And, mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, wrote some of their best music with them, so... Um, there seems to be an element of magic yeah. with John Frusciante, both literal and metaphorical. Uh-huh. Like, John Frusciante is, like, a really spiritual, like, borderline, like, weird guy. Mm-hmm. But they all talk about how things, like, click into place when he's there. So, um, even you talking about it makes me be like, oh, maybe I should have picked Frusciante. But, um, because you do feel like, even though I'm with you and the getaway are fine, like, Stadium Arcadium is a masterpiece. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, it is sort of like uh, they've taken an obvious step down, whether that's a step down from, you know, A plus to D plus or A plus to B plus, mm-hmm. you know, that that's for everyone else to decide. But uh, they're all important, but clearly. Yeah, yeah. but uh, that's something... Especially, you know, and we leave out Chad Smith, who we both really, really like. Yeah. I mean, that a drummer honestly makes like a good band a great band yeah you know really kind of like gradually flips that switch yeah you know like nirvana the day like bleach to nevermind you yeah know, like which i'm sure will do something it, it finally like makes sense you know like it yeah. finally all came together or in pearl jam's case you suck worse <laughs> yeah i mean i <laughs> i hate to say it that's another one we'll have to do someday and i will not be happy when we get to the matt cameron stuff uh, um all right so that covers the red hot chili peppers um i think now's a good time to announce who we're gonna do next and i put this in an email to sam what do you think about this you like he hell yeah okay so our next our next discography uh we'll have a little palate cleanser in between so in two weeks we will have the foo fighters self-titled debut album and we'll cover the foo fighters discography from start to finish I've already got a guest lined up, assuming he doesn't eat a bad shrimp. So, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh, our number one guest. Um, yeah, so that's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I hope you enjoyed giving these a listen as much as we did. I genuinely enjoyed it. I love chili. Same. I like chili peppers more than I ever have. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's only one thing left to be said. Get with boys go into the liquor store where they sold their soul I got a story a story once was told two young boys go into